Well, grace and peace, everybody. I wanna just thank you for taking this opportunity. Uh, just to take a little bit of your time today, 20, 20, 25 minutes of uh, your special time, because uh, we all have busy schedules, we understand this. But I appreciate you taking the time and listening to this week's broadcast of uh, Bridging the Gap. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Brozier, and uh, I'm excited. There's some things that's been in my spirit that uh, it's been kind of just sitting in there. And, uh, you know, I started thinking about certain things. and. Uh, I think about sometimes when you're cleaning out your fridge, uh, sometimes you forget that there has been things sitting in there. And sometimes we put something in there and we're like, hey, I'll eat it later, or I'll, I'll get to it later. And uh, maybe that's your garage, but I'm just uh, referencing to a uh, refrigerator today. But there's things that are sometimes just sitting in there that uh, we kind of forget about. Uh, but then there's those things that you're waiting patiently. Like, let's say you went to, your favorite pizza or your favorite restaurant uh, and you know you didn't eat all your food last night. You know, that's probably not gonna sit in there too long. And so today I just wanna kind of express this to you. This has been sitting in me. I uh, released it about two weeks ago now. Uh, a week and a half ago, I was over in Sydney, Ohio, preaching at, uh, or not, excuse me, I was preaching in Bloomington, Indiana, formerly where my pastor, my, my pastor friend was from was Sydney, Ohio and uh, was preaching to that, that great church at One to One Faith. And uh, I just was, this has been burning in my spirit because there's so much more that we can pull from certain things that God speaks to us. And so uh, I had taught that particular Sunday uh, or Saturday evening uh, about simply disobedience and uh, how God expects us to obey his voice. And yet oftentimes we disobey the voice of God. And so, Today I want to simply just take a few moments of your time and just pour into you specifically about this particular topic of disobedience. And so there's this one particular passage that you can find in 1 Samuel chapter 13. Many of you know uh, what this particular chapter is and what it's about. If, you, uh, if you've ever did any kind of Bible study and then you've heard this particular um, person uh, preached about many, many times and oftentimes. And it's simply talking about the king of Israel, Saul. And so the, at the time, Saul was a 32, 33-year-old man, as we see in chapter, excuse me, 30 years old. Uh, when he was uh, in this particular passage. And at this time, God had just spoken to him through Samuel the prophet and said, here's what I want you to do. I am going to be with you first off. And, and the Bible even talks about in one of the particular passages that the God began to change Saul's heart. Uh, God had a plan and a purpose as we find out later in, in, pre, in, in chapters forward that God said that he wanted to establish Saul's kingdom, uh, that it would never be destroyed. But sometimes we, we can relate with Saul, which is where we're gonna go, that we get ourselves in the way. And we get ourselves uh, going on a detour, let's say it like that. And so in this particular passage, uh, we have Saul, the, the Bible gave, or Samuel had given him specific orders from God, the prophet Samuel, gave him orders to say, here's what I want you to do. When you go into this battle, God will be with you. He'll fight for you. He'll destroy the armies. You just got to do this. And on the seventh day, you have to wait there and I will be there. This is as he was getting ready to enter into the battle at Michmash. 
and he was saying, just wait for me and I'll be there. But and you have to wait seven days. And then when Samuel would get there, then he would bring a burnt offering and he would bring a sacrifice unto God as the prophet or as the prophet spoke what God said for him to do. And so we see Samuel or we see Saul in this particular passage in 1 Samuel chapter 13 actually beginning to become fearful because there were armies they knew were rising up and his men were leaving, leaving one at a time if, and just one after another. And discouragement began to settle into Saul, like, my God, I'm losing my men. Uh, I can't just sit here and wait on Samuel. It's our seventh day and he's still not here. What does that mean? And, and so many of us, we, we get almost, uh, we begin to jump the gun. Uh, we begin to leave things premature when God says, no, I need you to stay in the fire a little longer. I need you to wait it out a little longer. I mean, we have scriptures that particularly that back this up. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and they shall not faint. But here oftentimes me and you struggle with the very thing that Samuel, or excuse me, Saul was struggling with, and it was simply patience. Uh, not that he was a very uh, faithless God, but oftentimes we move on, on what we are feeling we should do. Now that's not always the what God has asked us to do, but sometimes we move on, we move ir irrationally or uh, we, we begin to act irrationally. We, we begin to do things that God never asked us to do. And so sometimes it could be simply leaving your job. Sometimes God never told you to leave your job. He told you, I want you to be patient. Just hang in there. I've got this for you. And oftentimes we'll abort the very thing that he told us to stay with. Well, maybe God, maybe God didn't say that to me. Maybe God didn't tell me to stay there. And so, uh, and so we begin to spiritualize some things. We begin to try to imagine what we think God would be saying to us. And we begin to make decisions based strictly off of our emotions, our fears. And what we see here in the first Samuel chapter 13 is simply uh, Saul making a decision based off of fear and his emotions. He sees his people scattering. He sees his, his men that he picked that were fighters, that were warriors. And he says, my God, they're leaving me. And so I know what I need to do in order before I go into Michmash, I have to make a burnt offering unto God. Now, again, Samuel was not there yet. And so the Bible records here in 1 Samuel that he, in 1 Samuel 13, that he made an offering unto God. He made an offering unto God and said, I will make a burnt offering because I, I will do the things that was required of Samuel because I want my men to see that God is for us. Now, God was for him. God was for the children of Israel, but he got out of position. He got out of order, so to speak. So many of us have done the same thing. We may not have taken it to this, this particular type of story, but we've tried to make decisions on our own. So we'll say, here's what we're going to do. 
I'm going to do it this way. Here's what I think we should do. I know, I know that I'm supposed to be in Muncie, Indiana. I'm speaking like for myself. I know I'm supposed to be in Muncie, Indiana for this season that I'm in. But sometimes we get caught up in our own feelings and our emotions. Let me say this real quick here. We're in a generation right now, we're in a time, and I'm not just throwing shame to this generation specifically that we're in, but all, all these generations, but where we're at in this season, we're basing too much value on our feelings and our emotions. <laughs> I may have offended somebody, but we're basing too much value on our feelings. We have churches today that simply won't preach the gospel or they won't, they won't speak about specific sins because they're afraid they're going to hurt somebody's feelings. They don't address specific things or as Bishop's been on this topic or had been on this topic about the elephant in the room. We have a tendency to base our feelings above even what the word of God says. Now, when God tells you to do something, if you don't do it, what is that called? Simple put, it's disobedience. I remember there's times that my father would say, Nathan, or my mother would say, Nathan, you need to do this. And guess what, if I didn't do it, I was rebelling my parents, I would be disobedient. Now, I didn't do that very often, but there were times maybe I did it on my own agenda or my own time. Now, my mom may have said something like, hey, Nathan, it's three o'clock. You better have your room cleaned by the time I get up here. Well, that's kind of open. My mom might not come up here until six or seven o'clock. So I knew it was open. So I would get to it when I could get to it. And so many times we treat God in that same, same way. We, we base it off of, we base it off, I'll do it when I can, or I'll do it when I have time, or we'll even say, well, I've got a better idea. We may not come out and tell God that, but we have a better idea sometimes in our mind. God will tell us, here's where I want you to go. Here's what I want you to do. But you'll come up with five or 10 different reasons why you should do it this way. Listen, if you do not, or we do not do the very thing God has called us to do, we are walking in disobedience. Let me say that one more time. If you do not do the very thing God tells you to do, you are in disobedience. What does the Bible says? That disobedience is, is it, it, it talks about rebellion is the spirit of witchcraft. Listen, rebellion and disobedience, when God says something to do, you're like, no, I ain't doing it. No, I'm going to do it my own way. Listen, you are operating not only in disobedience, but you are operating in rebellion. Let me say it to you one more time. The Bible says rebellion is as the spirit of witchcraft, divination. Now, we're not going around making as we're soothsayers or, or medians of some sort. But listen, God looks at rebellion in the same perspective as he does witchcraft, sorcery, sorcery, and divination. Whew, let that sink in just for a second. Because sometimes we think it's cute to be rebellious. Sometimes we think it's cute because we're going to do things on our own. It's not cute. It's never cute when a child tells their parent, no, 
You know, we look at it like one and two year olds, they do it. So what we did, we would, you don't say that. You do what I said, no. And then they'd still turn around and look at you and say, no, that's not cute. It can be a little cute at one year old or two year old, but when you're 22 years old, when you're 42 years old, when you're 62 years old, and you look to the Father, your maker, your creator, and you say things like this, no God, I'm not doing it. It is not cute. And God says, this is rebellion. Disobedience is rebellion. When you don't do what you're asked to do. Well, what am I asked to do, Pastor Nate? I'm not called to preach the gospel. I'm not called to do anything specific that I know of. Well, what does the word of God say for saints to do? He said, abide, uh, uh, hide these, take this word, hide it in your heart that you what? That you might not sin against him. How often do we, how often do we act in our flesh? How often, often do we act in our lustful desires? We act in those often. So the question is right there, we're immediately disobedient to the word of God. And we're supposed to guard the eyes, guard the ears and guard the mouth. But yet these are the three areas that we constantly expose and allow ourselves to become vulnerable. I don't know who I'm talking to on this particular podcast, but you know what God has called you to do. He's called you to do some specific things. He's called you to do something that is bigger than even what you're capable of doing. Now, sometimes we say things like that. Preachers or pastors will say things like that. And then we try to, we begin to try to imagine what God is trying to say. So here's what we do. We try to play God. We try to, we try to figure it out on our own. And then we try to, or we try to, to try to just, we try to be God in that sense. Listen, we're not God. The Bible says his ways are beyond our ways. His thoughts are beyond our thoughts. So when we begin to think of what God is saying, number one, what is he calling me and you to do? Simply to obey his voice. What did he say in Deuteronomy 28? Think about this, a very, pass, a very familiar passage to some of you and many of you, hopefully, that he says, those that obey my voice in my commands, what did he say? Blessed shall you be in the fields. Blessed shall you be going in and coming out. You shall be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. What else did he say? The lender and not the borrower. Now we can stop right there. Listen, that's bigger than what I can even imagine. The Bible says he can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can even think or even imagine. My God. Now, you don't have to be a pastor or preacher to claim that. That's a promise from God. And if God said it, then so be it. I'm telling you right now, whatever you know that God is calling you to do, do it. Do it with the fullest of your abilities. If God is telling you to step out your comfort zone, maybe he's telling you to start a new business, do it. Maybe God is telling you simply to get more involved in church, then I'm telling you right now, do it. If God is telling you to even launch out and start a new career, listen, now is the time. 
You have to trust that God is speaking to you. Well, then the question comes in, how do I know God is speaking that to me? What if that's my emotions? What if that's my feelings? You just told me not to base things off of feelings or emotions. Well, here's, listen to this. Everything has to line up with the word of God. If you don't know the word of God, listen, I say this often. If you know the word of God, you'll know the will of God. And if you know the will of God, you'll know God. Listen, let me say that backwards now. If you, to know God is to know his word. To know his word is to know his will. However you want to play with it, the end of the day, the common denominator is you must know the word of God. If you don't know the word of God, then you're going to be like the children of Israel wandering around 40 years in a wilderness, so to speak. You're going to be wandering around 40 years of your life just wasted in a dry and dormant desert. Now, we're not going to physically do that, but in a spiritual aspect, you could be dry and dormant for 40 years. Maybe you're watching this right now or listening to this right now, and you very well have been laying dormant for 40 years of your own life. You can look over your life. I'm 46, I'll be 47 years old and I think about this. 40 years is a long time. I don't remember much before seven and six years old. I remember things, but nothing much. But 40 years basically is a long time, my whole life. Now, some of you may, be, may have been laying dormant for many years. Maybe it's five years, maybe it's 10 years. Maybe it is 40 years. Are you walking in obedience? Let me ask you that. Are you walking in obedience of the word of the Lord? Or are you walking in the agenda of your own self? Are you walking under the, the influence of, this is what I want to do. This feels good. Or are you, are you operating and walking under obedience to say, God, even as Jesus says, not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but yours be done. I'm telling you right now, I want to challenge you. As I'm, going to, I'm going to end this with prayer. I want to challenge you. And I want you to challenge yourself. To say, God, I want, is this all you have in store for me? Or do you have more for me? The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these other things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first. Seek ye first God. Who are you seeking? Are you seeking a bigger paycheck? Are you seeking a, 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 a beautiful spouse? Are you seeking things that are, are, are materialistic, such as a beautiful car, beautiful truck, bigger house? Or are you seeking those things that God, I want your will to be done in my life. If you begin to pray that way, then God will begin to open up the windows of heaven, listen, and pour you out a blessing that you will not have room to receive. I, I hope you believe that today. I hope you believe that tonight, whatever time you're listening or watching this podcast, I pray that be your prayer. God, I want more of you and I wanna be obedient. Father, if I've been disobedient, then Father, show me my heirs. Show me my, show me the negatives that I'm doing, God. And I want to, I want to trust you and follow after you. So let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for this person that is watching right now. 
that is struggling in their spirit. They feel like they're in the perfect will of God. But Lord, they're, they're struggling with their feelings or their emotions or bad decisions of yesterday. God, I pray that today we can start fresh and new. We can repent of all of our errors. We can repent of all of our wrongdoings and we can begin to follow after you from this day forward. Yeah, yesterday is behind us. We tried this. Now, God, I pray that we have such fervency to begin to pray for the things that you have in store for us. But mainly, God, we want to pray that your will be done. And God, we're going to seek your word like never before. We're going to dive deep into the word of God and say, God, show me your ways. God, even as William McDowell sings that song in, in his earlier years, that show me your ways, I want to see you. And so, Father, that is our prayer today. God, show us your ways, not my ways, not my father's ways, not my sister's ways, not my siblings' ways, God, not even my friends or my co-workers. But God, I want to know your way. God, I want to walk in obedience. Because Lord, you said, if I obey you, then blessed shall I be. Not just monetarily, not just materialistically, but God, emotionally, spiritually, physically. God, I trust you and I'm going to serve you until the day I die. So Father, I thank you for those that have taken this time to listen to this podcast. God, pour out your blessing on them. Let them walk let them walk in obedience, Jesus, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, hey, I thank you for watching this week's episode of Bridging the Gap. Join me next time as I, I, I produce and I feel something in my spirit right now that'll be here in the next episode. And Open up your spirit to what God is speaking to you. Also, please go ahead and share this broadcast, like it, Go ahead and you can, if you're watching on, listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and download this app, share it to a friend of yours, or put it on your social media feed. I just thank you for this because we have got to get the word of God out. We have got to get people walking in obedience. And so this is your act right here. So thank you. I'll see you next week or next time. Good day. God bless you.